Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello, my wonderful friends. How the devil are you? Um, As I'm recording this, we are on the run up to Christmas. We're getting quite close. And it's all that sort of mayhem thing. And and I had planned to take, um, you know, sort of 10 days off before Christmas so that I too could get ready for the festive season and the big day. But do you know what? All the best laid plans never really seem to work out, do they? That's just the way it works. Um, And the reason why? Well, I was winding down because schools are closing. And so my school clients... um, tend to sort of relax a bit, get excited towards Christmas. So, you know, the school anxieties and the pressures are no longer there. And that's fine. So they sort of tend to disappear into the woodwork, as far as I'm concerned. But what happens is I get a different sort of demographic. And and, and those are what tends to happen now is that the students are coming back. And suddenly parents are beginning to go, oh, hang on a minute, I'm now seeing my kids for the first time in a while and things don't look too pretty. And so that's exactly what's happened over the last two or three days. I am getting phone calls from, please, can you squeeze my child in um you know and it's it's the it's the sort of the university or the college students who are needing support because they're coming home they're decompressing and yeah that's when us parents um get to see what's going on with our slightly older kids and so I just really want to, you know, I, the, the title of this podcast is You Are Only As Happy As Your Saddest Child. And what is meant to be a time for celebration um, and, you know, sort of families are all sort of coming together. Sometimes it sort of unearths, ooh, something slightly deeper. And I actually, you know, I experienced this firsthand um, last Christmas. My kids both came back for Christmas and they, thanks to lockdown, they sort of stayed for an extended period of time. And I was able to scratch the surface and watch how they operated and, you know, sort of um, just saw oh, hang on a minute, maybe there are, but behind all the festivities, maybe there are some cracks there. And so that's what I'm experiencing um, with other people's kids at the minute, as I said. Um, And it's important that, um, yes, as I said, you are only as happy as your saddest child. And, and, And we do, as parents, become consumed by how our kids appear to us and how how they are and how they're dealing with life. And I think the trick is, is yes, we need to pay attention to that. But it's also how do... Because our our kids, I've always said this, our kids um, mirror our own behaviour. So if we're sitting there putting them under the microscope, it's not actually very fair. They've come home or, you you know, it's the holiday season. Our kids are 
at home to unwind, to decompress, to recalibrate. Um, yes, we need to be aware, but also it can still be business as usual. I know that that's not sort of, um, sort of minimizing what sort of some of the parents are experiencing because I know when one of your children is struggling, it is all consuming. But let's just have a few tips in creating a happier home. And that is anything from, yeah, okay, whack out the tinsel and have a great time. But it's also, um, it's I don't know if you're anything, you know, you, if, whether or not you walk into a room and you can feel the energy and the vibes. That's the bit I'm speaking about. I am speaking about how you can create a relaxed and happy home. And so your kids have the chance and the opportunity to unwind um, to have home as their safe space and for them to be able to just chill. But also, and this is the trick, knowing that you've got their back rather than being on their back. I always say that. Once, and this is that sort of actually, <laughs> well done, Kai, segues me n- neatly into the, the first point. Um, I've got a number of points that I want to address. But the first one is, you've heard the phrase, come on, teamwork makes the dream work. And we all, at, at the end of the day, we all as parents really aspire to have happy kids at the end of the day. Um, yes, if grades are good, yes, if jobs are good, yes, if relationships are good, that is, you know, that that that's, to me, the icing on the cake. So many parents are striving to, oh, well, they've got to ex- succeed at school and they've got to get the grades and they've got to get the most sort of important job and high achieving, high achieving. And actually, when your child has a wobble, all that goes out of the window believe me. And it is having that happy child, which, you know, it it helps our, our, our perspective is changed when they're not so happy. So teamwork is where your child realizes that they are part of the family, that they are an important part of the family, and that you are all working together towards the common good. And, you know, God, if you want to make a... Because lots of the, um, you know, lots of the the advice is give your family a mission statement. Mm, must admit, I haven't got that far myself. Um, I think if I sort of suggested, right, come on, kids, let's sit down with a piece of paper and let's have a mission statement, they've all, they'd all laugh at me. But I think it does cut down to family values, um, what you believe is right and wrong, what you are teaching your kids. And by the time they're in their teens, love, just telling you, you know, it, it's, it's not too late, but they're core values will have been established way before that it's it's up until the age of seven just thought I'd let you know that one so the point is is it's down to family values it's down for you know whatever your family value or whatever your personal values because that actually ripples into the sort of you know into the the, the family ethos but is, is it kindness is it adventure is it honesty is it trust is it fun is it what is it what is it because this rolls out to your family um, and when your when your kids know that they are an important and integral part of that family and that um, they're not sitting in an uh, autocracy and we will come to that later um, that they are part of you know I sort of say we are team Graham so simple as that and um, we are all working for the common good in that 
we are all happy bunnies um, and you know we all have to respect each other we all have to acknowledge you know everyone else everyone everyone's part in the family but when when everyone is pulling in the right direction that's a big one um, and that's what kids especially the young kid you know your kids that are coming um, back from uni or college or being away or whatever or, or even older than that I mean mine are both working in London but when they come home oh my gosh all I want them really to do is kick their feet up and just take a sigh of relief and just go oh I'm safe I can take the mask off and I'm having a happy time because this is Team Graham, because they know who I am and I don't have to pretend any longer. And that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about. So teamwork. Now, secondly, and this is this is sort of, you know, um, moving on a bit from the, you know, taking on from family values, taking on from your vibes. I am a firm advocate of self-care. You have to look after yourself, my love, because if you don't, then especially around the Christmas time, um, you will be burning the candle at both ends. And if you can't give of your best to your family, well, let's face it, what's the blimmin' point? Um, if you are following me in December and if you are hearing this in December, I have a self-care advent calendar. It's on Instagram and it's on um it's on Facebook. One minute self-care tip every single day. Um, and it's just giving you that little reminder. Now, just a, a, a quickie, just so you know, um, I have a self-care course um, and it's sort of, it, well, it's it's discounted at the minute. If you, um, kygram.com forward slash self-care, it's a snip now at 47 quid because I've knocked 200 quid off for you if you use the code ADVENT. So it's self-care advent calendar. I'll bung that in the show notes just so you know. But anyway, the point is I want you to look after yourself. I want you to focus on yourself because we all know, come on, it's, you know, if if, if your boss is crabby, then everyone else is having a horrid time. If, sort of, you know, if, if the leader of the pack is having a sort of, you know, a bit of a meltdown, the same thing happens. And so it's, it's the same you are captain of your ship let's face it um and you are the one that is leading your family and so if you are frustrated frazzled heading towards sort of you know meltdown breakdown or just seriously pissed off they're going to grab your vibes quite easily so look after yourself do something that brings you joy daily and it could be ringing a girlfriend it could be sitting on the sofa with the dog it could be five things you're grateful for it could be following my self-care advent calendar because it has loads more examples um but just do things little pockets of time that are dedicated to you could be a jog could be a walk could be meditation could be baking cookies whatever floats your boat and look after yourself look after yourself so that so that your kids your family and anyone else you're coming into contact with really um that they are just not on edge i mean you've heard me say many a times in this life there are radiators and the drainers be the radiators be the ones that are warm and loving and everyone wants to flock to um so yeah look after yourself um number three is 
it's quite it's an interesting one. I've, I, I sort of reckon it, it's sort of share your family stories, share your family history. And it's quite interesting because um, we had a family get together just recently and I, we were, there was about, I, I can't remember, 15, 20 of us, probably a bit more. And I was looking around the table as we were all eating and we all had our own story and we all have our own ambitions and we all have our own achievements and our wishes and our dreams and our successes and our failures. And do you know what? It doesn't matter. But I tell you what does matter is it's important to share it all, the warts and all. It's it's important to share the ups, but it's also important to share the downs because your kids... And especially if we're, you know, if, if you can relate to the fact that you've got a a, a slightly wobbly um, adolescent coming back into the fold, or you know, uh, uh, if you've got a teenager at home who is struggling a little bit, they need to know that life continues on with the ups and the downs. They need to understand that it isn't just a technicolor world, that actually sometimes there is this world of black and white and it can be a bit crappy and, yeah, push comes to shove and, it, you know, they, they, they can feel wobbly and they can feel vulnerable and they can feel as though sort of things aren't going well and maybe they are sort of... Um, I don't, I don't like using the word failure, but maybe they are experiencing challenges in the at the minute and that's okay but what they need to know is that other members of the family have also experienced challenges and they've got through them and uh, you know it doesn't matter what it is whether or not you're going to go deep and whether or not you're going to reveal the skeletons in the club in the closet um or, or whatever it is i think it's so important to let your child know that look so-and-so over there, yeah, he's had his bad times, but isn't he doing well now? Or do you know what? Look at her over there. She's struggling at the minute and we are all here supporting her. And whatever it is, so that your child knows that it isn't, life isn't always a bowl of cherries. It's also not a bowl of rotten apples either, let's face it. But they need to know that they are going to receive help and support um, when they're sort of feeling a bit wobbly. And also the thing is, is that when you verbalise someone else's struggles, it sort of allows your child, when they're ready, to do the same. So, number four, do new, new things. And yes, I mean, do lots of lovely new things. I recently took um, some of my family to Covent Garden, to the Royal Opera House, to see the Nutcracker. Um, and it was blimmin' brilliant. And uh, a couple of them had, Alice and Chris hadn't been to the ballet before. Um, and, or actually Alice had, and but she hadn't been, you know, last time she was about 10. Um, and she said, oh my God, I never knew what it was like. And now I'm, I've come as an adult, she's 26 now. And she said, it's blimmin' brilliant. And, you know, we had a meal there and we had a sort of few glasses of wine and it was all just lovely and and it was a you know it was something that um some of my sort of family had never done and yet my 82 year old mother had been there and loved it and to to be honest she said oh, I never thought I'd come back here again so it's just doing lots of lovely things but it's not just the big things it's not the big family um you know sort of outings it's little new things like 
try changing where you sit at the meal table. That, I tell you what, that shakes up the hierarchy very quickly. Um, try changing, yeah, where you sit in the in the car. Maybe maybe someone else is allowed to go in the front. I know, I know, with young kids, that's an absolute battle. Good luck with that one. But um, you know, sort of do different things. Take go turn right instead of going left, or um, you know, just sort of have different discussions or get someone else to do the cooking or decide that Friday isn't always laundry day or whatever it is but do different things and do new things because that keeps you on your toes and it gives you and your kids perspective and so it could be I don't know this is sort of it could be things like family Christmas traditions and it's like well you know dare I say it I do remember one time when we first had Christmas at um, our house and my mum and dad came over and mum went, well, well, where are the dates? And I went, I beg your pardon. And she went, we always have dates. And I went, yeah, mum, but no one ate them. So we're not having dates, at, you know, this Christmas. And she looked at me, but we always do. And I sort of said, well, do you like them? And she went, no, no, I don't. But we always had them. I said, well, I tell you what, let's give ourselves permission not to have them this year. And, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh. And I think probably it was something from her childhood. And do you know what I mean? So it's do things that are different and new and it's okay and maybe the sky won't fall in if you don't have dates at Christmas or maybe something new and wonderful happens if you do something different um, you know and just just mix it up a bit and maybe rather than you having always to do sort of X, Y and Z maybe ask, delegate and ask if someone else can do it. Now if you do do that my friend, please let them do it their way because it's it could be good. It could be different. So I think, which which sort of leads me into sort of point five, is to be flexible, especially over Christmas. Um, we don't have to have such high expectations. We don't have to um, always run to military precision gosh as I've just found you know my week's just been turned on its head but it's all right everything's going to happen but it's it's just have the flexibility and it's just just you know your kids they're they're one year older than they were last year hopefully I haven't heard the latest government um uh, announcements but hope for hopefully restrictions will be slightly okay as far as the sort of COVID regulations are concerned so your kids might be going out a bit more your kids will you know especially the ones coming home for for Christmas you know they might want to see their old friends they might want to catch up and we need to be flexible and I tell you what if you know your teenagers like I know my kids they sort of don't run to the same time clock time scale as you and so you know they make plans at the last minute and so it's okay it, you it's it's all right if they don't turn up and have afternoon tea with great aunt maud the sky isn't going to fall in and you know it's just being flexible allowing everyone to have their space to do their thing and that could mean my lovely, lovely friends, is to allow your teenager to sleep in. If you go back and um, I think kygram.com forward slash sleep, I think will will help you with that one. I can't remember if it's a handout or if it's a YouTube video, if I'm honest. Um, but 
I am a firm advocate of um, our teenagers getting sleep. They will have been burning the candle at both ends. Sleep is so important for mental and physical well-being. And um, they don't have to get up at 8.30 in the morning um, unless something wonderful and really exciting is happening. Um, but allow your, your child the opportunity, as I say, to recalibrate, to re-energise and to get you know, to recharge their batteries. But it's just being flexible. It's just allowing everyone the space to breathe. And um, you might just have to take your foot off the pedal a tiny bit. Um, number six goes without saying, um, have a bit of fun. And, you know, it... it it just, it, it's very different, you know, sort of, uh, I, we, we sort of, we don't really play board games sort of terribly much, um, but we do a lot of cards and um, also, and if, you, if you've got a teenager, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, Cards uh, cards Against Humanity, um, is that what it's called? It's an appallingly shocking game and um, I, I'm putting a... a is it citizens? No, it's Cards Against Humanity, I think. Citizens Against Humanity, I think. It's the blimmin' jeans, you know, the fashion house. Um, but that that comes with a health warning because, um, you know, it really is. Some of the language and some of the suggestions are quite shocking, but it is also absolutely hilarious. Um, but for others, it could be, I don't know, petting their tail on the donkey, for goodness sake, or getting a piñata for whatever or or just you know we i i at christmas um the christmas dinner i always have um you know funny crackers so you know one year we were sort of, sort of ringing bells and the next minute we were hooting horns and and you know i was conducting very very badly the the, the people with sort of various whistles um this year i've got um yeah different crackers that in, include games as well um you might not want crackers you're quite right because uh, actually these ones are eco-friendly i got them from lakeland shout out to lakeland um but you know it's it's just have some fun and and allow i don't know if it's sitting down and watching Elf for the holiday for the 25th time or I don't know if it's just whatever it is playing Twister with uh -huh, great Aunt Maud make sure she doesn't break her hip but whatever it is it's just relax the rules and okay if Christmas dinner doesn't come out at two o'clock on the dot that's absolutely fine or just just have fun have fun and and remember your idea of fun might be different to someone else's so please embrace that hello flexibility um number seven we are all equals we all have um we all have a say and this is what I said when I said that we were going to be talking about the autocracy. Um, yes, you are the captain of your ship. Yes, you are the leader of your family. But it doesn't mean you need to be a dictator. Um, I've always said each and every one of us wants to be loved, understood and respected. And this is where the sort of respect comes in, is that whatever age your family and your kids are and whoever's, you know, whoever's joining you for the festive season, we are all equal. We all have a say. Um, um, you might not agree with it, and I'll tell you what, they won't agree with you, especially the teenagers 
teenagers who are becoming more independent and who are wanting to um, exert that independence and to have their say about what happens and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. I do remember one time, um, the very first time that my kids sort of did the, no, 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 we're not actually going to come running down and opening the Christmas stockings in front of you. Thanks very much. We don't really need it. We're, we, we, we might do it sort of, you know, over a glass of fizz. And I was going, no, 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 but hang on a minute. I loved watching you open your... Yeah, that's different now with older kids. And they might just want to have that lie-in. Yeah, do you remember what I said? So the thing is, is that... We have to understand this. It's it's no longer do as I say. And you will especially know this um, when your kids are coming from university or college or from living away. They have been living their own lives. They have been living to the beat of their own drum. And so they will be operating differently. And I know many, many parents are, oh, well, it's my house, my rules. No. Come on, it's if you if you have certain expectations. Uh, again, remember to be flexible. But I would suggest you talk about that those expectations way in advance. And it's like, listen, love, Granny is coming for Christmas dinner, and she needs to see the Queen. So please don't get up at sort of two thirty. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's right, okay, yeah. And it's setting out your stall, but it's it it's it's. When you when you start speaking with your kids as equals and asking their opinion and getting their input, hello, teamwork, you're going to get your kids to start collaborating. You're going to get your kids to start cooperating. And that makes for an easier Christmas. And it doesn't matter if they're teenagers who are kicking off their shoes and so glad that school's over or it's the, the slightly older ones who are coming back to the, you know, coming back to the nest. But have a powwow, have a family powwow, and I'll put in, um, I'll, I'll put in a, a, a handout in the show notes for that one as well. But it's just treat everyone and understand their needs and understand their expectations and respect what they, what their opinions. Because when you do, when you treat everyone as equals, and yes, a little bit, we're talking about the five-year-old as well. You know, I mean, it's it just relax the rules a bit. I'm not saying that everyone run, runs roughshod, but do not run your family with a rod of iron because it's just going to come back and bite you on the bottom. So I would suggest just, yeah, treat everyone as equal. That Well, come on, we're, we're all sort of, you know, we're, we're all humans and, you know, and we're, we're, we're all on this earth to have a happy time and especially a happy Christmas after the blimmin' couple of years we've had. So just treat everyone with respect and you will you'll see it'll come back and 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 you'll you'll see it sort of you know you'll see it rewarded um as in in everyone's behavior because everyone becomes a lot more i was going to say malleable that's the wrong word but a lot more cooperative and respectful of one another and when you sort of um when you uh sort of compromise and it compromises not a dirty word in one area, then others will learn to do the same. Um, I do encourage you to spend time together. Um, 
a lot of kids will be straight in, dump the laundry and go out and see their friends. That's to be expected. Hello, flexibility. Hello, you know, sort of um, uh, equals hello, you know, because we all, we all want to sort of catch up with sort of other friends and family. Um, but spend some time together. And, and I don't mean a huge amount. Um, you know, I was I hadn't seen my kids for a while. I've just been I just went to visit them last weekend. And um we, it didn't have to be a huge amount of time. Jack and I spent some very quality time when we were just taking his dog for a walk. Um, and, it, you know, it was it, the weather wasn't fantastic and we went out, but and we were only planning to go out for 10 minutes and it lasted a lot, long, a lot longer and um, a lot of necessary stuff was talked about in a relaxed sort of way, if that makes sense. So aim always to have at least 10 minutes a day with um each of your family and i know this is this is sort of you know i'm focusing on the holiday and the christmas season this is any time this is you know in the middle of easter this is on a sort of wet wednesday in sort of march always try and have 10 minutes quality time no no screen well hang on a minute I'll sort of I'll put a caveat to that, but have ten minutes quality time with your kids who are at home. Um, you don't have to discuss the meaning of life, but just being with them and um, you know connecting with them shows them that you are open to talking to them regularly whenever they are ready. That said, um, it's important also to talk and connect with your kids that aren't away, that aren't at home. And so I would suggest at least once a week um, a Zoom call. You Come on, we're all used to Zoom by now. If you can't do that, FaceTime or whatever, delete where applicable. Um, just, and it doesn't have to be a hugely long time, but it's just touching base. So you are spending quality time. Um, you know, I've I've done it sort of with with my kids, and I've sort of taken one look at them. All oh, right, okay, thanks, thanks a lot. You you clearly don't have the bandwidth to speak to me today. Um, that's cool. But as long as I've just I've just seen you're okay. You're just knackered. Great. You've had a long w- week at work. Um, I'll catch you soon. And then other times it's uh, let's just touch base. And two hours later, we're still sort of you know discussing whatever, um, you know, on Zoom. And so it's just important that you and your kids connect regularly um don't suffocate them that's the whole point it's important that they have their space because yes they are young independent adults um but and this time could be at mealtime it you know it couldn't it doesn't necessarily have to be we need our 10 minutes um you know it that can be just sort of sitting around a table and having meal times and 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 rather than you know is everything going according to plan and you doing everything right blah 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 maybe just what's the best thing that happened to you today and um, why, why, why are you so thrilled with the way that went? And it's just always start on a positive rather than, oh, you're looking awful, what's happened? Um, you know, invariably, the, 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 the stuff that needs to, to be talked about will come out, but it won't come out if you're not connecting on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, just, just sort of reach out often and regularly and still do it over this period because... I experienced this last year um, and it was quite important to do that because the chaos and the 
the of Christmas can actually sometimes mask what's going on underneath. So you need to be able to just keep a beady eye, um, again, without suffocating, but just keep a beady eye on what's going on behind the scenes and see if you can look for telltale signs. And But keep doing that sort of one-to-one, 10 minutes more if, if necessary, because that keeps the door ajar for future conversations that might need to be had. Bliminet Kai, you're talking about all this and it's 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 fine and I've got to do, you know, I've got to be flexible and I've got to have fun and I've got to talk a lot and I've got to respect her. What do I do when my kids are driving me absolutely up the walls and they make me mad? Yeah. Okay. Well, the first thing is, is this, of course, this is going to happen, especially if you haven't been under the same roof for a while. So, of course, pick your battles, please. Um, But it's also, you know, that they are independent and, and they are trying to sort of find their way in the world. So, of course, it is in their nature to press your buttons. So I encourage you to control the negative emotions. Um, I'm not saying that it all has to be Pollyanna and fantastic, but if you were about to erupt, take yourself offside immediately, walk away, do breath work, um, whatever it is that you need to do. Because if you if you have a meltdown, you know, or get cross or shout or yell, everything just shuts down. It builds frustration, it builds resentment. I'm not saying who's in the right and I'm not saying who's in the wrong. But if you aren't able to control your own negative emotions, and it is a bit like hello self-care again, um, our kids will feed off that and you will start seeing slightly more willful behaviour and you will see more buttons being pressed. Um, Prior to any trigger points, and this could be them wanting to see their mates, this could be them wanting to lie in all the time, this could be them being on their screens, whatever pushes your buttons, I suggest you have these conversations when things are going smoothly. And the trick is, especially for slightly older teens, is to go, right, come on. These are my expectations. These are my hopes. Tell me what yours are, blah, 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 blah. And you'll all compare notes and you go, okay, well, what what would you suggest is a consequence if this is not adhered to? And it could be you didn't unload the dishwasher or it could be you left your laundry, you know, and, and, and no, the Christmas fairy doesn't actually have time to run through your room because that's a no-go zone anyway. Um, you know, and it, it's it's whatever it is. Um, it could be that sort of Christmas party if they're allowed to do them, not too sure at the time of recording. But, you know, it, it could be whatever it is. It's finding out you know, if they miss curfews or if they don't do as expected or if you if you do stuff as well, come on, it's, I mean, let's not always say that it's your kids that are going to slip up. But the point is, is that find out what the consequences should be, but get the input from your child. So, Kai, I'm the boss here. Mm, yeah, but the thing is, is if your child, if you, whatever age, has an input into their 
in air quotes, punishments. I don't actually like punishments because punishments sort of tend to be a last resort when we all lose control. But let's say the discipline or the consequences, if they have um, an ins, in, you know, an input into that and there is an, an agreement, they are more likely to adhere to all this. Um, and they are more likely to adhere because, oh, yeah, OK, all right, well, I signed up to this. So, mm. and yes, of course, it'll be begrudgingly and of course there'll be you know people will slip up but it's just discussed with your child in advance um how you guys are going to muddle along over the next sort of few weeks um because we do have you know in the with the best will in the world we do have our christmas plan and we do have our expectations and we do have our christmas traditions but we have to remember that all this is up in the air when you know sort of when when more than one individual is involved. I'm sure I would have a really, really smooth Christmas if it was just me and I would do exactly as I wanted um, and, and I would sort of get stuff done on time or to my own agenda and that would be great. It would be pretty boring and it'd be pretty lonely. So we all need to sort of, you know, muddle through and remember that we don't have to have a fun Christmas or put it this way, our Christmas does not have to be run to military precision in order to have fun. It will be unpredictable. There will be mood swings and things will change so it's really a matter of doing yourself a favor and just pressing pause pulling yourself out of that tricky situation if any of you follow me you know about e plus r equals o that is an important one um, it's it, it just helps you regulate your own expectations and your own response the arbit to whatever is going on the e the event um because when you regulate your own response to that event you get the outcome that you want if your child is sleeping in and you run in and fling back the duvet and the curtains and go nothing's going to get done in this house if you sleep in bed imagine how the rest of the day is going to go um so it is it's just a matter of control and yes you might have to bite your tongue but i tell you what you know your kids probably have to do the same. That's where the eye rolling comes in. That's where the door slamming comes in. Try not to do it yourself. We need them to model the behaviour that, you know, we need to model the behaviour that we want them to sort of see um, and to sort of follow. But just take it easy. Look after yourself. Be kind. Be flexible. Talk... I'm sorry, I'm flicking pieces of paper here. Um, just... Talk about the ups and the downs. Be open and just know that this is a time, it is a time of great joy. It is a time that your birds hopefully are back in, an, in a nest. I mean, you know, whether or not it's your own nest or you're all in someone else's nest. You're all, Hopefully, I pray for you, if you, this is what you want. Gosh, my expectations here. I hope your Christmas is as you are wanting. But the build-up can be stressful and the point is is that you are when you're all together nerves can be frayed and it's just a matter of how to create a happier home so that your family are chilled and relaxed because again going right back to the beginning you are only as happy as your saddest child so keep an eye out if they're struggling do some of this. If they're struggling, there's a shed load of my podcasts that will help you. But if you need to reach out, if you need to, because my, you know, sort of um, my, my 
calendar is is um, fairly flexible. As you know, I'm 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 sort of um, preaching what you know, practicing what I preach, um, and just re- it doesn't have to be to me, but it reach out to others, look for support, because. At the end of the day, if your babies are having a horrid time, it doesn't matter if the blimmin' Brussels sprouts are soggy or like bullets. Um, that's that's immaterial. Um, what really matters is the chicks in your nest. And um, we just want them to be happy, don't we? Anyway, sending you much, much love. And I will speak to you shortly. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share by your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.